All right, welcome back. Russell here with the Canadian Conservative Podcast, thecanadianconservative.substack.com. This episode, I want to wrap up my final thoughts on Drag Queen Storytime Hour. I've written a few Substack articles and I've been on a few podcasts talking about it. I've done the gambit talking about my stance on it and my stance on grooming and what is grooming behavior. But I want to get the final word here before I stop talking about it overall. And the reason why I'm going to stop talking about it is at this point, I have nothing new to add to the conversation. We need to build a culture that entices people, excites people, and makes people want an alternative to woke culture. The reason why Drag Queen Storytime Hour continues to be pushed is no longer simply because of woke white wine mommies that need attention. I believe that we conservatives need to build an appropriate alternative that's going to get people away from woke orthodoxy. This ties into another topic I've been building on about volunteerism and building alternates to woke capital. As conservatives and as people that are concerned with this culture change, we have to build the alternative. We have to get out and rebuild these organizations that have fallen by the wayside or create sustainable alternatives. This has been allowed to creep up in our culture because conservatives got complacent and were just as bad playing the victim just like the left does. And you might think, oh, that's an unfair characterization, but I hear it. Oh, I'm conservative and no one listens to us and no one cares about what we have to say. Like we just need to ditch this loser mentality and we have to get out there past our online catharsis chambers and actually look at affecting the change that we want to see in the world. It's now become quite common as part of the spill out from the online culture into the real world that conservatives are protesting outside of drag queen storytime hour events. And frankly, it's not helping. The left owns the culture. They're the institutional power. Anything you say will be used against you. And I've said it before, and I'm going to say it again. When you show up to drag queen storytime hours or any leftist event to protest, and you have this scraggly ass hair, you have a beard that has food scraps and stains from nicotine chain smoking, and you're ranting on about vaccine injuries or the Freedom Convoy waving fuck Trudeau flags, the captured mainstream media loves it. They love it because you sound like a lunatic, and we feed the narrative directly when we do that. We have to be better. Unless we're willing to go and do what Billboard Chris does, where we dress in clean-shaven suits, we know our statistics very clearly, and we go there understanding that we are going to debate peacefully and just exist in their space to upset them, then it's time to move on. Because what Billboard Chris does is effective. He embodies that conservative mindset. He doesn't lose his temper. He doesn't go out screaming, ranting, or raving. And all of the actions that he does has direct impacts on the left. They hate him because they can't get him for anything. I was watching the videos from the media of the protest outside the high school in Ontario. And there's lots of people there that are well-meaning. And I appreciate that. But there's people there and they're, they're yelling at the news, fake news, get out of here, fake news. And they start talking about the lying and 
they start talking about you know the convoy and vaccine stuff and i'm like can we just stay on topic please yes it all ties together overall but the media loved it the media loved it the stuff i saw on the news from that made people look like lunatics like so many conservatives have so many good skills they can offer people so why not offer those skills go volunteer at an organization that hasn't been captured by woke orthodoxy or maybe it has been captured but you can be part of that change you can change it back you can make those values important again and i hear from people all the time no i don't have time to volunteer Look, if you have time to doom scroll on Twitter for three hours a day, you have time to volunteer. If you have time to play video games for two hours, you have time to volunteer. If you have time to get your friends and get all the stuff to have a barbecue and you're having it outside Drag Queen Storytime Hour to own the libs, you have time to uncapture these woke institutions by being involved. You know, I'll add a second layer to this. If you're a Christian which many conservatives purport to be, there is the third theological virtue of charity in which Christians are called to service before self. So I want you to think about that if you are a Christian conservative, that charity is more than $10 in the donation bin on Sundays. Sorry, not sorry, that's the truth. I can guarantee you if a 100 Christian conservatives went out and volunteered their time with vulnerable people, they could make a world of difference not only in the culture, but in the lives of these vulnerable people. I want you to ask yourself as a conservative, what are you trying to affect for change? Are you just trying to own the libs? Is that really it? Or are you looking to actually make a positive change, a positive impact? If you're here just to own the libs, if you're here just for conflict, then you're just going to end up becoming the monster that they claim that conservatives are when the conservatives have institutional power. I say let's also tie in the concept of denying woke capital. Lots of people are talking about things saying, well, I won't support this organization. I won't support that organization. I'm boycotting A or B because of this woke policy. But as soon as they're inconvenienced in the slightest by that decision, they're running back to that organization. If you're going to deny woke capital, you have to stick to it, especially when it hurts. Saying that you hate Disney for their woke choices, but then you say, well, I got to keep Disney Plus, though, because the kids enjoy it and I need an electronic babysitter. Well, I'm not buying it. If we just keep talking about Drag Queen Storytime Hour, but we don't affect a change or give solutions, just like with woke capital, we're just complaining and then it becomes no better than a grift. And again, that's why this will be the last time I talk about this subject, unless there's a major revelation. If you want to know more about what I've talked about, you can go back and you can read the Substack articles I've written. I've talked about it ad nauseum on a few different podcasts, and frankly, I'm just done with it. I'm moving on. I'm making an effort in my community to try to instill good values that don't require supporting initiatives that involve men dressed up as women stripping in front of kids. So to recap very quick, conservatives and people that are concerned with woke culture, we need to provide alternatives. We need to get involved. We have let the institutions of woke culture 
walk through our organization's halls unabated for too long. We need to get involved at a community level. We need to get involved with organizations in our community. We need to attend our city council meetings because guess what? How did the left get to this point? They did those things. They went to the council meetings. They voted on things. They became members on these boards and they voted these things in. It just didn't happen overnight. We have to cultivate the culture that we want. Protesting outside of Drag Queen Storytime Hour makes people feel good, but it doesn't solve anything. Part of fighting woke culture is that we have to make and we have to support viable alternatives. All right, everyone, that's all I got for today. Thank you very much. Again, Russell from the Canadian Conservative Podcast, available on all platforms and also at thecanadianconservative.substack.com. Until next time.